0: Greetings and welcome to Yes, a Stripper podcast. Today's guest is an award-winning powerhouse. This artist is Mr. Panama Burlesque 2021 and has been announced number 26 on the Burlesque Top 50 of 2021. I am your Oprah, Gigi Holiday. Hello, everybody, and Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am really excited about my guest today because this is the first time I've ever had a man, honey. Uh, (laughs) So I am pleased to bring to you the one, the only, Faggity Randy. Hey. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You are my first of the year. Um, and my first man honey <laughs> <laughs> so i always it is exciting are you happy to be here please say yes
1: oh, <laughs> i feel i mean i haven't seen you since last year in oh
0: gosh in seattle no new york yes i share new york because you performed at sony hall Yes, it is. Oh my gosh, cool. I loved it. It was fun. You were wearing, you, listen, tassels, <laughs> tassels. That's all I can say. Tassel. Tassels. <laughs> tassels. I think I lost it. I was just like, ridiculous. That's, but, my, um,
1: like, that's my new favorite.
0: Yeah, yeah it should be.
1: <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing it and it's been a lot of fun. I kind of, kind of had to hustle on that one because I thought that The act that i did at the seattle boylesque festival i'd be able to do at the new york burlesque festival you were like no you we don't have aerial rigging on that night so so then i was like (gasps) (gasps) so i had like most of the costume pieces that i had gotten for that costume but none of like the undergarments no tassels no anything yet and I was like oh I have to hurry up I have to hurry up and do this I have to like rhinestone my mask I have to do all the things and get it ready so I could just do it and I did it like three times in Chicago before taking it there because I was like
0: oh crap (laughs) I love that see I love how people think that like I don't know that just like it's so easy no we have to think on our feet like some things are planned and some things are not
1: (laughs) Oh, I was totally planning on doing a whole nother number.
0: <laughs> like, no. You said it was planned to do something else. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but oh my gosh, I want you to tell me and our listeners and viewers, what is your origin story? How did you come to be? Um, how,
1: like burlesque, burlesque times.
0: Burlesque times, world times, any of that. Whatever you want to divulge, origin stories is whatever you create. Remember, you're okay. the superhero here,
1: or the villain. So wind it all the way. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. Some people, some people. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I started dancing because I had met this guy working at a restaurant in Seattle. And I was like, oh, man, he's gorgeous. And then my coworker, then I saw them talking like like friends. And I was like, who's that person? And he's like, oh, that's my friend. And he dances. And he dances with me doing modern dance and things like that. And at, he's like, oh, he's always at this place, Velocity Dance Center. And so I was like, that's interesting because I've been thinking about wanting to dance. So let's see about this. And so I literally went with a friend of mine who also was a dancer to like, we were hanging out one night and I was like, I'm going to, let's go walk by there. And like, I'll just go like peek my head in and then look at like courses. They have like a listing of all the courses that are available. And he was literally in the class that night, like, and I could see him through the door. So I just was like, oh, this is my moment. (laughs) So I, like, wrote down my number on a piece of paper, and I was, like, caught his attention. I was, like, ah, ah, here. Anyway, <clears throat> meeting him, I was kind of, like, he was dancing a lot, so I started doing modern dance and taking classes, and then there were some other people teaching, like, um, some hip-hop classes, and other, so I just started to just take classes there all the time, and then I ended up meeting some people that did um, cabaret shows mm-hmm. down in the um Pike Place Market. Oh the Can Can. And I would go down there and hang out with them. And then I ended up future, ended up meeting a guy who I dated who was also there.
0: What? So then it
1: kind of like appeared, like friends mixture started happening. And then they needed a sub-in one night for a guy, his name is Ultra. And I believe they live in San Francisco now, but Ultra was like the craziest genderqueer thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like, love it. They, they brought all of the madness and just tomfoolery and funny, weird, crazy, bizarre to that show. And so they had this show called Cabagasm. It was Cabaret and Orgasm. Like, <laughs>
0: I love it. Cabagasm.
1: Cabagasm.
0: Oh my God. Uh, this sounds like an SNL skit. So-
1: yeah, so he asked me to sub for him in the show because he wanted to go away somewhere. So then I was like, oh, I have to figure out something. So I was like, I'm not going to just do his acts because those are his. I have to come up with my own. And then I had to learn all the his part and all the other dances and things I had to do and all the group choreography. And then I had to come up with the stage name. So... I just was like, I got to be like, bring the queer. Cause that's what he was bringing in the show. And so I came up with that stupid name, <laughs> Faggity Randy, just, <laughs> for, just for that show thinking that that was like, you know, like a one-off thing. And then it literally it's just stuck. Right. And then I ended up be- becoming a part of that group and I stayed there for like four years and I quit my job and I was like dancing downtown for four years. And that was like a total blast part of my life. And then, you know, then you realize that you're like, I'm never going to have insurance. I'm never going <laughs> to make more money than this. And
0: oh, my gosh, just that realization where you're just like, oh, shit. Well, I've committed. I've in the words of Jay-Z. No, not Jay-Z. Meek Mill. I said, you know, I, it was time for me to marry the game. And I said, yeah, I do. That's what I feel like. It was time for me to marry the game. And I said, yeah, I do.
1: Uh, But But, um, as far as burlesque goes, yeah, that that was like cabaret and like crazy dancing and just like wild ideas. We were all just being a crazy bunch of like 20 something year olds making crazy shows.
0: Oh, yes. When the knees were good. When the knees Mm -hmm. were good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then I I left to go back to school, to go to school for design, and then literally that December, or maybe it was, nah, I think it was like maybe earlier or whatever, but I had just started school basically. It was somewhere between September and that December, and (laughs) Ben de la Creme, Mm, he and I had worked together at that same restaurant that I was talking about. And this I was like, on
0: red stars, okay? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and so I was like, you need to come down and work with me at this can-can place. I was like, because they have an opening, they were hiring like a second troop and doing this whole thing. And I was like, you should, you got to do it. Because I had seen his MySpace aging myself, MySpace.
0: <laughs> I had seen his MySpace.
1: And he had all Just this give me on some there.
0: hearts. Right.
1: <laughs> And so I was like, you, you need to be doing what, whatever this is on your MySpace. You need to come down. And, was, and so he started working there, too. And that's how we had met or whatever. But he left the can-can before I did. I left later. Anyway, he was doing his Christmas show, Homo for the Holidays. And apparently somebody had auditioned for it. And they got selected. And then they chickened out at the last minute. And so it was like the day of the photo shoot for the whole show. And he called me and was like, Hey, I'm doing this holiday show. Are you interested? Do you want to do it? And you don't have to audition because if you can just make it to the photo shoot, you're in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, uh, "Yeah, I hadn't, you know, worked with them in multiple years, and so I just decided to jump on board and do it." And that show was the first time I ever did like a real burlesque act in the show and then i kind of like caught on to that and was like i like this i I think i like
0: this oh my gosh
1: Uh, i ended up joining the atomic bombshells because they were hiring for uh some new burlesque performers and i just was like do you want to do you want a boylesque performer and then i ended up getting into that and then Things happened later, and I did not continue doing that. And I've just been a solo performer on my own for some years now.
0: What? Jeez. First of all, shout out to that restaurant. I really do have to give that restaurant a round of applause for breeding so many stars. Like everyone, everyone there was serving delicious things and just being a star. I love it, but like you really have been like doing the damn thing. Shout out to whoever you were crushing on too, for being in the class, because if he wasn't trying to get that ass, we wouldn't no, be Well, I mean, boys. he did end up being a, a boyfriend for a while. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Had a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> yes, I love it. Listen, listen, I love it. It's one, oh, this is so great. I love your history. I love your origin story. Okay, so along with that, I see here that you were the Seattle Spotlight Burlesque Performer of the Year.
1: Yeah. Who year was that,
0: 2020? That was
1: right before everything shut down. Shit. It was literally... January, like at the end of January, early February, I forget which it was, but it was sort of like right before. And then like, we were just starting to hear things being like, Oh, I heard about this thing in, in China. And, <laughs> and everybody it was,
0: was like the inklings.
1: Yeah. It was like, you should be, everybody should be kind of worried about it. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, they think it might be here in the U S already. I was like, Oh, that's wild. <laughs> and then I like went, so the uh, award show it was like a. it was so this is something that used to happen in seattle and then had i guess stopped for a while and they decided to bring it back and they were trying to it's like a, a seattle spotlight award was like for performers and had all sorts of different awards for for burlesque and drag and everything so then there was the burlesque category and the year it came back, I like won it. So I was like, what? And so I went, I didn't think I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was gonna happen or if I would get it or whatever. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna show up to this spotlights award and we're gonna get there. And it was ended up being a complete blast. And everybody that was putting it on was hilarious. And all the people like there was actually like a competition there too for um like the drag performer of the year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was totally wild. So they were doing the thing where it's like the competition's happening. And in, in between competition rounds, they were like giving away awards. It was a crazy award ceremony, but it was very, it was great. It was great to like have that happen. Cause it was just all by votes through the community. And that's the only way it happened.
0: Yo, those are the ones that like, they matter when it's like your, your community and your scene, like seeing you. You know, like really seeing you. I know, like right now, we're in the midst of the what is it, the top fifty of for less scroll out, and you your peers are voting for you, and your fans are voting for you, and it definitely does feel so good when you finally are recognized by your peers, uh, be it local never or on that thing. That is crazy. Yeah. Every, every
1: time, and if I see friends on there, I'm like, ooh it's so nuts and I'm so proud of everybody for, for making it. But also I'm like, there's thousands and thousands of us and there's crazy good performers all over the place. I'm like, I don't ever think I'm going to (laughs) be.
0: I listen. I still think about last year when I got on the list, it was, it was actually the one year anniversary of me getting on the list. I still tell everyone I was the meme of uh, the little girl from Blacklist when she won an award that I <laughs> say, y'all, that was me. Me?
1: <laughs> That's amazing, though. It you is, know, it's like it, a surprise.
0: It is like a surprise. So, even now that I know they're rolling out, this is me. Listen, all I want to do is beat Samson. That's the joke I keep saying. I just keep saying that <laughs> myself. I just want to knock Samson. I just want <laughs> to knock him out of his spot. That's I it. Love- but it's, Listen, Miss Foxy Lexi is on Yeah, there. number 41. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also mm-hmm. one of those things, like you know, I'm such a little sister to Samson. Like, I'm such let me be the annoying little sister. And so that's, for me. I'm just like, let me knock you out your 20 spot. You ain't nobody, <laughs> you ain't nothing, you ain't bad, you ain't nothing. Like, that's how I feel. But it's so
1: good. He's you know so
0: what? Think about it.
1: The thing about Samson though, which drives me crazy, I don't, I still, not to this day, I cannot figure it out. And maybe it's just because he was internet stalking everybody first.
0: Yes! He
1: was. he was, he was like a fan and like following everybody and like following, like learning about all these people in burlesque. He knows, you know, he's been, what, this is like his third year or something now? Yeah. I met, I met him mean, his he's first
0: year. Years,
1: as far yeah. as like burlesque, right? And he knows like everybody. He knows everybody's business. He knows what's going on. He has his finger on the pulse always. He knows exactly what's <laughs> happening. Like, and I'm like, did somebody tell you that this was going to get posted before it got posted? Because he's always like the first one. And he always knows everything, and he always is like texting, being like, "Oh, did you hear about?" It? And I'm like, what? "How did you hear about that? That literally like just happened."
0: <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I. But this is like good, you know. So right. Like
1: He's. So he was already friends with everybody already had, you know, all, all the people up in his feed. And then he decided he was going to start doing it.
0: It was listen, he was, when I met him, I still tell the story of how I feel like I ran into him like a brick wall because I'm five feet and I'm not paying attention. And I just, just went and I was just like, huh? And he was just like, Hi. And I was just like, oh, are you shocked that you see another Black person in this place? What's the deal? Why are you looking at me like that? And I was just confused. <laughs> but then, you know, like I said, I'm the little sister. Let me be annoying. Uh, <laughs> which we're going to get back to Samson in a minute. Um, because I'm going to talk about bodysuit, bitch. Hey. or the- but the other thing that I definitely want to talk about is something that while you won an award before the world shut down, you won another award while the world was shut down. And that is yeah, that was fun. Mr. Panama Burlesque Yeah. How did that come about? Because clearly you didn't fly to Panama. Like uh, we, were still, so we were still in I quarantine.
1: Was I-, I was supposed to as we, I was in the comp, I was in the, the one before yeah. then they said, Hey, we're going to do it virtual this year. Do you want to submit a video version of the acts that you were going to do live? And I was like, no, <laughs> because I really just want to perform that one live. Right. And I was like, but I literally just made this other one, a video act because it was for a Valentine's day show for um the it was for boy toys pocket cabaret here in chicago Mm -hmm. that p would host and do everything for and so i was like had already prepared this whole video i was like i made this what about i was like if you like it cool put it in if you don't like it it's okay i'll just hold my spot for when we can do live again and i'll come perform the act that i wanted to perform live live Right. And then they won the video competition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, okay.
1: So they're like, oh, you're Mr. Banamon. I was like,
0: oh, oh. oh. I'm Mr. <laughs> I'm Mr. But,
1: um, little secret. I'm gonna go. I'm still going to compete again this year because it was like a video competition. So they were like, you can compete again for an actual like in person. I mean, Yeah, because like, I do. I want to.
0: Yeah, because that's just the virtual thing, you know. Yeah. I, so I sounding like it's the title, like <laughs> yes, you should be able to say, I got it virtually and in person. Ow. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I you're gonna do it. As in, like, you're going to perform and you're gonna put that energy. I don't know. There's
1: there. some other really good performers too. So I
0: don't know. True. Oh my goodness. Now I want to go. Now I want to go to Panama to see the Panama Brass I... Festival. I've never been to Panama. Where is Panama? I can't remember. It's the Panama Canal.
1: It's like at the. um, Oh,
0: okay. Now it's clicking.
1: Costa Rica. It's like down there.
0: Listen, I'm still learning about New York. Okay. I'm still trying to figure out why is Brooklyn the size of Washington, D.C. Like why Why am I still on the subway?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That city is so, I love it, but. When we were just there for the New York Burlesque Festival, P and I were taking the subway train around and stuff, and we were like, "This is
0: too much. We couldn't live here. We couldn't live. It's too much.
1: It's too much." It was like Chicago seems like just the right amount of like busy and all the traffic and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's still it's still big, but we're like, this is like five Chicagos.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like. (laughs) <laughs> the one thing that I always say every time I step out of my New York apartment and I see the trash on the ground and the dog poop that hasn't picked, been picked up, I just go, man, D.C. way cleaner than this." And I just start going by that. like, D.C. is spotless and it's it's spotless compared to New York. Not gonna lie. We got our, we got our mess, but it's spotless compared to New York and it's clean because politics. Ain't no politics here in New York. (laughs) In D.C., they got to they got to be camera ready. Like, but Chicago, I took Chicago subway system once to go to Jeezy's Juke Joint. And I took it at the wrong time. How come nobody told me it was St. Patrick's Day and it was serious? Uh Like, my face was just like, "What, what what is happening here? And I looked so good, like, and I was just like, am I, and I'm just, the trains, and everyone's bumping, and I'm just like, Ugh. but when I, I remember when I finally showed up and everyone went, St. Patrick's Day? And I went, yeah, how come nobody told me? Put that in the email next time. Jeez, if you're listening to this, please put that in the email next
1: time. I wouldn't, I would be, I would be dumb too, because I don't pay attention to St. Patrick's Day or anything like that.
0: That's... That's not it. We were trying to get
1: down to the show and it was uh, like four things happening at the same time this year because of, um, because of all the rescheduling, because of COVID. And then when things opened up, they were like, oh, this event was missed and this event was missed. So it was a bunch of shit all at the same time. And it was like Mexican Independence Day. And it was also this, and it was also this. And it was also like some type of like crazy, um, like EDM music fest. And like all the things that we could not get to the venue. It was me and Shimmy and P trying to get downtown. And we were like, oh my God. And Shimmy was on almost- <laughs> And we were like, we're not even going to No one's going to be there. No one's going to be there on time. It was crazy. <laughs> they had to hold. They had to hold the show for like over a half hour for us to get Oh, her.
0: my gosh.
1: Shimmy uh, was like putting on her makeup.
0: Like. Oh, my gosh. That had to be listed. <laughs> and shout out to Shimmy was- LaRue also being on Yes, a stripper podcast. If anyone has not heard that episode yet, please go listen to it with my host onyx i am just oh oh randy randy I love, I love her i love you i love her i love you i also love how facebook keeps trying to say that me and shimmy larue are the same person sometimes um <laughs> we try to do the facebook tag <laughs> and it be like would you like to tag shimmy larue and i'd be like that's a picture of me saloon <laughs>
1: <Sure. laughs> Sure, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Shimmy be like, It always be trying to give me the tag GG, and I'll be like, Why? What is it? And I realized we do kind of beat our face the same, and we also do like the same wigs. But <laughs> I peaked it, I was just like, Because one day I was like, Oh, that's a nice wig, yeah, that's something I would buy, yeah, Shimmy, you did a great job. That's something I would but buy, but that's
1: the up thing, too, though. It's like you can't even recognize my own face, you can't even own recognize account.
0: my. On my own account that I put my password in (laughs) that I created. (laughs) How dare you, Facebook! I don't think this is you. I don't think this is (laughs) you. (laughs) This can't be you. All righty. So you you are you are the co-founder and producer again, bringing it back to Samson and P, (laughs) two people that we love. You are body suit. Burlesque, listen, yeah. y'all did a show for Virtual V Hof Hotline. <laughs> and I just say, I, I, I understand that burlesque is is very woman centered, you know, uh, but God damn it, I love seeing a man just <laughs> strip. <laughs> and y'all gave the right cheekage For even, I showed my mom the picture My mom was like, where, where can I see this at? What channel that on? Channel? What channel? What channel? <laughs> channel, channel interwebs But tell me How did body suit come to be? And how did y'all end up taking over The burlesque world by stealing Our just heart away? Please let us know Inquiring Minds want to know. (laughs) Inquiring Minds. Okay, so uh,
1: P and I started dating because we met at the Burlesque, the last Burlesque Hall of Fame that had happened in person on the very last night. He randomly, he just started working as a flight attendant, and he randomly got, like, in the last minutes of him being like on call before they could give him a flight he was like being getting prepared to go because he literally had like minutes until he didn't have to do anything and then they gave him a call and they gave him a flight to los angeles and he was like or not i mean las vegas and he was like oh i'm gonna go to las vegas now and he knew that a bunch of his friends shimmy and switch and other people were all gonna be at the burlesque Hall of fame and he's like I'm gonna go show up, and I'm gonna go see my friends because I have a layover in Las Vegas. So he went, and he went and watched the very last night, the last show, and then he was at the last, um, the last after party. Yeah. And yeah, so then I ended up meeting him on the dance floor, and mm. we just kind of.
0: Okay, it was up. a wrap from dance. Story
1: behind that. I mean, there's another story. I don't know if it if I should tell it, but it's ridiculous. But anyway, fast forward.
0: Uh, <laughs> like I was to like. <laughs> uh,
1: that year, the same year, later in the year, I met Sam at the New York Relapse Festival, and I he had closed the Thursday night show, mm-hmm. and he did it with. You know which act. Um,
0: Oh, that act. It's so good. That. Um,
1: It's so good. His shaft act is so amazing. It's Uh,
0: so good.
1: It's just. mm. I was mad. I was like, (laughs) What? 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 Like when he flipped his jacket around and it was the cape, and it was like, it just oh, like he had so many surprises built in. I was mad. Magic, um, but not just,
0: really. And that was like his first burlesque routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you he's sitting
1: there stalking everybody, and he's like, <laughs> is,
0: uh,
1: How do you do it right? How do you do it right? Um, and then he came out and did it better than everybody. <laughs> I just was like, I need to talk to this person. So immediately after that show, I went up to him and I was like, Hey, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but that was like, just have to tell you, love, I like loved that act. I loved all the surprises you put into it. It was freaking funny. It was sexy. It was everything. Like, congratulations. And he was like, Oh, I know who you are. And I was like, <laughs> What you do? What you do? You know who everybody is Stalker
0: Samson, <laughs> Samson Stalker.
1: Um and what oh yeah then the next day him and Margot were also at um the Friday night show and I was in the Friday night show so then they saw me perform so then we just started chit chatting online every now and then saying hey and keeping up with each other then the pandemic hit and we were like what are we going to do so we thought oh this is how it happened okay <laughs> this is it's not shady but it's kind of it's a little bit like I don't want to say too much but there was going to be a Boylesque festival there was going to be like a Boylesque festival an online one and we were all going to be a part of it and so it was like some other people that we know and it just got wild and then out of nowhere it was like days before it was supposed to happen this online event the person that was running it was like, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. And they're like, I'm just, I'm backing out. I can't, uh, it's a little bit too much for me right now. Sorry. And I'll leave other details out of it. But what ended up happening was we were like, we could do this. We should do this. We should make it happen. Let's try to make it happen. And so we decided to do that national hotline. The very first one was going to be an all boy lesque yeah.
0: Oh, it was, oh less, I love that national highline.
1: Yeah, it was going to be a fundraiser for Behoff. And then everything happened. Like George Floyd, everything went down. And we all paused and we're like, this is not the time. This is not the time for this. And this is not the time. Like we love Behoff and we wanted to do a fundraiser for it. But this is also, it's just not the time. And we're like, right. what should we be doing right now? You know, we, we obviously just put this show together but we're gonna not do it because it's not the moment and what can we do and sam and you were like let's do Juneteenth. let's do a Juneteenth yes. show and i was like well let me back i was like let me back both of you let me t- support in any way so i was like i did all the graphic stuff and you know did everything that was like for marketing and getting that part of it taken care of and then they ran the rest of the show and it ended up being a really, really great, successful adventure for everybody involved, and it was just—it was wonderful to like be a part of that. And I was like, you know what? There's no other way that this guy would ever be a part of putting together a Juneteenth show if I wasn't for a Samson and you know, like they just. I felt so fortunate because I'm like, you know, this was like a powerful moment. It was a powerful movement. And I was so happy to just be like able to contribute in that way and be able to like.
0: Yeah, I I, I will have to admit that's when I first knew who you like learned who you were because they were just like. Faculty radio, you were just like, listen, hey, I'm just sitting at the computer, my guy, and I was just like, come through, Ally, come on, doing the work, yeah. But she was just like, hey, hey, oh, but that was our first right. show together.
1: <laughs> that was supposed to be, you know, our first show together was supposed to be this boylesque festival thing, and then we decided to switch gears, and we were joking about calling ourselves Pivot.
0: <laughs> pivot. <laughs> because listen, y'all did happened. Pivot on the dime. The modern dance is Pivot. The modern dancer in the music pivot. Listen, y'all did pivot. And it was, and it was great. You know, it's one of those things where um in the burlesque community, I appreciate when people can read the room and feel the temperature of society. And that was like a great thing that y'all did. Like, I that's when I was just like, bodysuit, got it. I thought y'all were just created because of the well technically you were created because of the pandemic but (laughs) but But i love
1: each other so much yeah we kept going trying to make some more things happen and we did some some stuff and i'm proud of all of our shows that we've done and we you know the three of us just wanted to make sure that every single show is like as inclusive as possible like we have every body type we've got different sexualities we've got different ethnicities we have de- like just across the board if what is burlesque hey all of this exists within burlesque so it should all be represented every time unless specifically we've done um, the two or, or three actually the juneteenth year one juneteenth year two and the um Reclaiming my love which was also just of black love letter so it's like
0: oh another I'm one Just, so happy to do it uh i can't wait to see what you all do this year especially since we're still in the, we have the have pandemic have, we have to have a meeting <laughs> <We> have <laughs> to have, don't you we love those good. things so uh, like you you know bodysuit also supported parade pose and peel for uh burlesque legend tony Elling, and uh, we are still so thankful and so gracious and we also love showing Mama Tony any of y'all videos, especially Samson's. Um, she calls us a little geriatric tickle, as we like to say. <laughs> she gets a little hot. <laughs> but, but no. I way. It. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, everybody's I
1: think, mom is always like
0: Samson. Yes, everyone's everyone's mom, and <laughs> including my best friend. And I'm just like. Ew. <laughs> but <laughs> but some
1: like ideas and plans in the work, but it's kind of like since everything has opened up again, we're like all of us took all the gigs, took everything that was like postponed, and now we're like, okay, like <laughs> slow it down <laughs> and slow it
0: down, but I would love a live show. Please come back to New York. I would love a live show of bodysuit. That's
1: what that's the plan is. How do we take what we were building? during the panini and make it happen outside of that. So, yeah, we've got some things to talk about and figure out and logistics to be like. And also, you know, I've got a job now. P has his job now. And like all of us were not really working a lot during that time. (laughs) Now we are, but it's still important to us and we still love that we have created Bodysuit. And so it's just about trying to figure out what the new way of working together is and what that's going
0: to be. Oh my god, I love it. And I can't wait to see whatever you all bring because I love it. Also, with the fits be matching. Y'all be they be showing up to festivals with the fits matching, like a crew. I mean, they are a crew, but like they are just like the color is leopard print and arrive. Arrive. Yes. And I'm just like, damn. <laughs> that was
1: so specific I- the New York Burlesque Festival because we were all on different nights. And we could all only attend certain nights, but we knew the three of us were all going to be there at the same time. So we're like, save the leopard print. Save,
0: save it. It the leopard print. You save better it. bring that leopard print fit. Save what it was someday. it print. It was at What the Funk Fest that we all were in leopard print the same day. <laughs> no one, we were just like, oh, we all got the memo, huh? We're all wearing leopard print, mm-hmm. huh? And I'm just like, yes. But, like, I know you and I met virtually. And then when we finally got to meet each other in person, it was like we had been, we'd already met before. And (laughs) that's why I I was just like, who wants to be a guest of my podcast? And you applied. I was like, absolutely. I need to know more about my fam. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. What? I just saw you doing it. I was like, I want to do that. Yes. Now, I do have a question. um, And this is just a curiosity. Pink hair, when and why did you decide it? Like, I have to know. Pink hair, because it's so fitting. I could never see you in another color hair. I need to know. Like, I'm obsessed Uh, with your pink
1: hair. When I, so when I went back to design school, so when I started burlesque, I did not have pink hair. Um, What? But when I went, no, I didn't. Um, (sighs) This is maybe... Year eight? This might be year eight of pink hair. But I was working as uh, my first design job was at this place, Rudy's Barbershop. They're kind of sprinkled around the country, but they're not everywhere. So I'm not Mm -hmm. quite sure. I know there's some in New York. There was one in Williamsburg, but I think they closed it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about Um, right. (laughs) Yeah, but it originated in Seattle. And so I was working in the headquarters, which is like in the original location and like upstairs in that building. And they have the education department there too, where they teach all of the latest techniques, tricks, styles, hair color, whatever, trying to give classes to their employees. And so I was friends with the education department leads too. And they were always trying to do stuff to my hair. And so one time... So I was like, let's color your hair. Let's do it. Let's do it. And my hair is darker than yours, my natural hair. It's-
0: That's what I was about to ask. Like, yeah, so, dark, what's the- dark, dark, dark. so they had to. So I didn't know about it on that shit.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if it was going to work. And so my first thing was like, well, I don't want to go some crazy color because my hair is so dark. It might look, might look wild, like just weird on me. Right. So I decided right. to go like a dark purple because I was like, that'll be closer in tone to my natural color and we'll figure it out. So I did it and I liked it and I was like, oh, I'm going to be purple all the time. But it would wash out real fast and turn into like lavender. I also liked that, but it was kind of like upkeep. I had to keep dyeing it over and yeah. over to keep it in. The, <clears throat> um this guy was like, I, I think you should try pink. And I was like, hmm. I don't know. That's like, that's really like pushing it. And he's like, I don't know. I think you, it might be your color. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking purple. I just started doing this, you know, I'm going to stick with purple. And he was like, let's dye it pink. If you don't like it, I can just put purple dye on top of it and it's fine. And I was like, okay. And then I like literally turned around and I was like, <gasps> <laughs>
0: Yes, for me, I would have, oh, I love it. Ever since, ever since. Like, I will I'm a pink now. Like that would have been, it. <laughs> not a blonde, I'm a pink now. Oh, he was very I, proud of himself. He's like, I told you. <laughs> I love it. But like, I can, I as someone who is very tiny, and I'm talking about me, like in crowded rooms, I can find you. Because I'm so short and I see the pink hair. So then I know, okay, if if Randy's over there, then the rest of my friends are over there.
1: <laughs> pink beacon. That's yes, you're a <laughs>
0: pink beacon of lights. And I'm just like, oh,
1: there, there he is. is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And been, I'm uh, like,
1: i vacation with my friends and then I go like out to swimming or something and they're like, if they want to check and make sure I'm still alive, they're like, pink hair, bobbing hair. in the water out there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> alive he's alive
0: i I love it like the moment i saw it i was just like pink hair that's a that's a choice and then like i kept seeing it and i was like no this is a really good and then when i saw it in person i wish you would understand my little brain my like my brain my little kid brain was just like he's my boy he has pink hair he has pink
1: kids love it. they're always like
0: mama he has pink pink hair. pink hair pink pants like yeah yeah oh my goodness oh i love it so it really
1: is weird when i don't like i just let it grow out for three straight months and you just looked at yourself like who is this because i was at this holiday show in seattle and which is a great holiday show everybody should not
0: go the go one with out. that with that seattle. wig and i was just like let's address this wig <laughs> <laughs> No, so I, I, was wearing, the, I was wearing that wig for three months i saw the picture on facebook for marketing for what was it war on
1: war on christmas yeah. war on
0: christmas and the wig is just this very much john jangle jingle hammer schmidt as wig and like the fact that i know Randy and ready know i knows wigs and i just went let's talk about this wig that's <laughs> Oh,
1: the comic what It's my favorite cause it's so <laughs> stupid. it's so dumb that I'm like it that show specifically, I get to showcase my burlesque talents in, but I also get the opportunity to like to act and sing and do other things that I normally don't get to do, and so it's like really. And just with wonderful friends like Waxy Moons in it and my friends Shoemaker and Freddie write it. And they're so freaking funny and they are always pushing the boundaries of like what is appropriate and what people can handle. It's always crazy. Um, Mandy Price is an amazing, hilarious comedian. And Ajay is like a Seattle staple of like the bar scene. And she's also just always in tons of productions and she's in like a band called Bijou. She's a great singer. So it's like this weird, crazy mix of of people. And just the fact that that show is so ridiculous and that it's supposed to be set in like the early 70s, late 60s and be like a variety show. I was like, let me have that Dorothy Hamill wig. That wig.
0: And it's perfect. I was just like, What? is happening here
1: it like transforms my face though i don't look like the same person anymore when i put it on i feel like totally nuts and it, it well you great.
0: know what while while i'm shitting on that wig that's that's the sign of a good wig if it if it transforms your face a bit if it makes you look yeah. like a new bitch you got to keep the hose guessing oh, like <laughs> i feel like I kind i kind of look like somebody who might
1: secretly be an axe murderer or something
0: (laughs) in that way listen
1: it's the same
0: haircut as uh there is a movie where there's like a serial
1: that's not it's not that what is it called no country for old men that's not it right is that it
0: no i think it is i think it is no country for old men let me check let's (laughs) check let's let's always check let's Mm. always check Let's always check. No country for old men. I love I'll it. it too. Where, I love it. <laughs> uh, images. Yes, I am correct. Is we it? You are correct. Yes, it's the same guy. Yes. <laughs> there it is. It is no country for old men. It is no country for old men.
1: I got it. I was thinking they originally uh, pro- like proposed like a Beatles wig. I was like no I don't want to wear a Beals wig I was like what about I just thought of like the time period and I was like Dorothy (laughs) Hamill
0: I just feel like it's it's no country for Randy no old country for
1: Mm -mm. or like um, a Donnie and Marie they had that haircut for a while I was like
0: (laughs) Donnie and (laughs) Marie
1: The ugly mushroom haircut. The
0: ugly it. mushroom haircut. Oh, my gosh. You just brought me back. Like, the Donnie and <laughs> Oh, my like, goodness. I feel
1: like I have that wig, like, right over here. At
0: this time. Oh, my goodness. Please show us yeah. this mushroom wig. I am here for it. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put it on and brush it. You're gonna have to put it on to brush it. But let's just okay. Brush Oh my gosh! There this, it is. This. Oh. Uh, yeah. 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 This is giving me very creepy vibes. This. But this then, is
1: like, you know, when you're like dancing around and delivering lines, you get to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the bangang, the bang
1: <laughs> Not the banging. Oh my god, my favorite part, we talk about that video all the time. <laughs> Me and Sam and Pete. <laughs> that is Uh what what's the the my... I love how you're the like Worst what? part is when she pulls it like this and she's going to cut it. Yeah. But then she lifts it up and she goes, "Oh, her nose made funny." <laughs> Like, that is so rude.
0: <laughs> so rude.
1: This is so rude.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh. So um, there's one thing that I definitely do want to talk about that we only message about on Facebook a bit. And that is Woodstock 99.
1: That's <laughs> crazy.
0: You and I share that same thing. and We have gone to festivals, those alternative rock festivals during that time period and witnessed done and been involved <laughs> some shit it was what wild. was what was now that we after that documentary on HBO now we all know that Woodstock 99 was problematic as hell
1: i still actually haven't seen it i need to go i need to watch you it. need to watch
0: it <laughs> cuz i well i didn't go to Woodstock 99 in bc we have this thing called whf festival And it was just like a miniature version of Woodstock. And it was at RFK football stadium. Let me just say the stuff that I witnessed on that documentary. This was me. That was my teenage years. (laughs) I think I saw that.
1: (laughs) I can't believe my parents let us like go. there was three friends and we decided to drive from Seattle all the way there. Man, it was crazy. It was like on an Air Force base. Yeah. They had you park, and then it just ended up your car was like in a sea of, there was no locating your car afterwards. There was no, it was just like in a sea of cars. You know, there wasn't any like, I parked over by the green D or what you know what I mean? There was no letter, number, like no <laughs> It was just so we just went. Like we were like, oh, Woodstock, it's gonna be so cool. <laughs> and man, it was bad. Like the first day it was bad. They didn't they ran out of um like all of the porta potties that they had there.
0: Yes. I do remember seeing the first that
1: day. On the first day, and then people just got nasty. And you know, if he was here, he would be saying, "Why people?" Because yeah. it, it was true. But <laughs> but they, then people are like dancing, doing crazy hippy dippy stuff in this mud. But the mud is poop. Is made by the overflowing.
0: <laughs> I remember hearing like, about that. So first awesome. of all, I remember seeing it on MTV because I remember You're it was fine. broadcast on MTV.
1: We were just trying to like go from one stage to another and you would have to like dodge and be like, is anybody throwing poop at me? Are you throwing poop, poopy mud at me? and pee mud? Such a dangerous combination. They didn't let you bring any food in. They didn't let you bring your own water in. They didn't like bring any of those things in. And then on the like, the the promotions, they had said, you know, like, oh, there will be water, there will be da-da-da, but they didn't tell you that there was going to be water and it was going to be $5 a bottle, and that was in 1999. Like, $5 a bottle was crazy. It was nuts. So people were, like, poor and... You know, they didn't bring what they needed to bring because they weren't allowed to. But then they're like out of money. So people are like getting dehydrated and starving.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I can't. I mean, I I understand why what happened happened because at the end of it, people were done. They were like. One hundred percent done. And I remember we were like at the Red Hot Chili Peppers watching the last show. And I wasn't even, like, super into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was just, like, they're the finale group. We're watching. And it, it was like, woo, yes, yeah, great. Down there. Look at that down there. There's a little fire over there. Oh, there's, a- oh, <laughs> oh, 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 there's another. Look at that. Oh, oh, my God. There's one behind us. Oh. Oh, <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Then it was, like, the sound equipment. That was, like, the poles that the sound equipment was on. was, like, on fire. And we were, like... Oh, God, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> we <gotta> go. Yeah. <laughs> and then like on your way back, it was like going through like Armageddon. It was nuts. They're like they had the big like money trucks that are like the Brinks home security type of trucks that oh, but they had like, ATMs in them so people could get cash. Those are like flipped over on fire. People are like just tearing apart all of the like little stands that businesses were in trying to sell things looting burning it taking shit we were just like oh my god go 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 go, go get the things f- go take the tent down before people throw that into a fire like people were using anything to burn it was it was jeez.
0: Crazy.
1: it was real crazy
0: <laughs> jeez i just remember watching it on mtv and then even them going like there's a fire over there <laughs> There was a
1: lot of fires, and then the
0: wrap up of, of it, they talked about it. It was just like, nah, these people was playing in poop and and pee and in mud. It was like a combo, was, and he was like, they was he was like they were just sliding down the hill, and I was just like, oh, that is horrific. And then the documentary came out on HBO, and I was just like, it was way worse than what they said. <laughs> I need to, like, I'm, like, I'm going to see if I can, like, spot myself in it. You're,
1: like... <laughs> I was so dumb. I was, like, 17. And, you know, like, when hippie culture was, like, coming back in the 90s. And so I had, like, it was so hot. I had bought a sarong. And I was just wearing a sarong. I was like, walking around in a sarong.
0: Like... I love it. You were wearing a sarong because it was so right. Okay. <laughs> it was so wrong. <laughs> I am so wrong. I went to, I know when I went to HF Festival one year, it was the day after prom. I still had black girl prom hair in a mosh pit. Black girl, Girl, and I will admit part of it did come off. I did pick up my bun and went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And people were like, cool. (laughs) It's like. Nah, so we, I'm, I just came from prom. Like I literally just came from prom. You lucky I'm not in my fucking dress right now. But listen, I, first of all, I love you. Let me say I that. You. I love you. You, what? Okay. You've been doing burlesque, how many years? Seven, eight, nine, 10, 12. See, when well, you got to think about it, that's sad. That's how long you've been in it. You got to think I about think, it. I
1: think this is the ten year of like doing burlesque burlesque. I think this is my 10th year. Your 10th year? I'm performing, doing like cabaret shows and things like that and dancing longer.
0: But this is my 10th year, I think. Wow. What have you learned being a burlesque entertainer? Oh. <sighs> I have learned that, <laughs> like, what should the world know? Because every time I tell my friends or family or even like potential clients when booking a show, saying I want boy less, they're just like Chippendales, and I'm just like Sorta, kinda, uh, sort of, kind of, but sort of, you on the right train right, but on yeah. the wrong track, like
1: <laughs> uh, for me. Yeah, boylask. I feel like the the term should just go away
0: mm-hmm, at some yeah. point.
1: Like, hopefully, sh- hopefully it'll just go away. But for now, it's a descriptor. It is what it is. And the only thing that drives me nuts about the term boylask is when people start using it for things that aren't even that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, look at this club look I put together. And then they're like, hashtag boylask. I'm like, hashtag. Bo- <laughs> but are you doing burlesque at all? (laughs) The root word of boylesque is burlesque, and are you doing burlesque at all? Then I'm like, no, then it's not boylesque, so don't do that. But then I also am like, I don't care. I just let go. I'm like, I'm I'm done. But uh, boylesque, I feel like, should just be burlesque, and burlesque being the art of the tease, and however you decide to do it is like the way to go. Sometimes people are super hot and smoky and they're just giving you 100 percent sex and you're just like oh oh my god and that's never going to be me i don't think i can do it i don't think it's in me i don't think that's like the what i'm gonna exude on stage you know but i love it when somebody does you know and then other times people are bringing like what they love and what they're like either their background or their history or whatever kind of art form they've done before they bring that into the mix it's like whatever you want to as long as it's involving you are derobing and you are taking the time to at least do some tease in there somewhere
0: yes
1: so I don't know I'm just it's like I feel like burlesque is for everybody right it's like for yes. everybody for every type of person so I don't think it really makes sense anymore to like start picking it apart and being like so it's like just because there's boy doesn't mean there's even
0: when there's a thing of like drag and queer And I'm like, we're all queer. We're all doing drag. We're all taking off our clothes. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean.
1: It's like, are you doing burlesque or are you not? So it's like, so even if you're in drag and you're doing burlesque, then you're doing a burlesque act. Right. In, in drag, but you're doing a burlesque, doing a burlesque act. act. You're doing a burlesque act. But then there's, I guess, drag lust would be there's been that argument over the the history of burlesque about, you know, not wanting to lip sync and not wanting to mix the two up. And a lot of people don't really like when people lip sync while they're doing a burlesque performance. But I kind of feel like if it's appropriate, when it's appropriate, like, you know, if it's like part of it and you really like work it in. Right. That makes sense to me. But if it's just like lip syncing, just to lip sync
0: the song and I get it. Yeah. No, but yeah. No, I get well, what it. What's the question? <laughs> the, listen, uh, welcome to All adhd right. we Welcome to ADHD. Tangent. We did go on it look. We were here and we went there. Uh <laughs> no, what like what would you like the world to know about like your performance and your performance style? Like, like I said, my family automatically goes Chippendales, and I'm like, mm, sorta kind of, but Please understand that there's, like, storytelling, but, like, what is your experience being you been, and doing the art
1: so form? I have so many burlesque heroes that I just watch and I'm, like, if only, you know? Like, or just, <laughs> you know, oh, God. Like, and just people who do something that also that I cannot do or wouldn't do. I love watching that. And so there's, like, lots of inspiration out there for me as far as, like, Seeing people just deliver crazy good performances, and I love it. like you are one of those people who has delivered the performance, and I'm just like we are in the audience screaming and like going ah! oh my god
0: I at what love... the funk
1: at what the funk we were all going nuts. that was like that act was so good it was so good and then the same thing at new york burlesque festival we were, we were like,
0: like <laughs> no i i'm not gonna lie a trip to acapella oh my god it's, it was so perfect it's the fact that legends were pulling me aside like new york burlesque legends were just like we've never seen anyone dance to an acapella song before and i was like as long as Burleson's been around, like I'm, like fuck out of here, like very New York about it. Like, and then, but by the fifth person, I was like, oh shit. Okay. It was
1: so, it was so good. <laughs> it was like it was it was a whole moment, and it was second- a whole moment or a whole
0: moment because it can go either way, baby. It was
1: both, but it was a <laughs> whole. Moment. And every like we all like the second that song started, we were like, oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you what? <laughs> and it was just like delivered. So, just, so, like things like that, where it's like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going <laughs> to do that. But, but what you it's bring, incredible.
0: what you bring, I'm <laughs> telling you, that's Sony Hall performance.
1: So, for me, I'm always trying to be stupid. Like, if I come up with an idea that I think is like sexy, or I'm trying to figure out another way to take my pants off because. There's only so many times you can do snap tape down the sides. There's only, you know, you can.
0: There's only so many times. We don't
1: have a lot of options, you know, so it's like you got to get really creative. And so I just always try to like try to bring some kind of something else, a different look, a different style, a different type of music. And like just kind of have a new adventure every time I make a new act. i mean like, okay, I'm going to get into this world. And then normally, I don't know, it all just kind of comes together for me like when it does it's like mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna want this costume and i it's gonna be for it used to be like making a costume for a specific show and so you're like okay i'm gonna be a cupid and i'm gonna be in this Valentine's show and so i need a cupid act and okay i'm gonna start making that getting the costume made and then i gotta figure out the act and da-da-da-da. but lately it's been my the guy who i work with getting my costumes from is an amazing designer. And he just makes his own Halloween costumes that end up being the craziest things I've ever seen in my life every single year. I'm like, who are you? You're nuts. Uh, He's super talented. His name's uh, Philip Estrada. And he always just wants to go full out, and he's such a talent, and he's like in love with Bob Mackey. and he is in love with doing things like traditionally, the, the original way it should be done, the way it should be sewn. So there are always these super intricate costumes that are looking like crazy Vegas level costumes, and then he just wears it for Halloween once, and I'm like, can I buy that from you?
0: <laughs> Can I get that? Can I Can get I that, that dog? You? Let
1: me get that. that I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but I definitely know I want it. So I'd like just save my dollars and like give him little installments until I ended up having it, and then I end up having the costume, and I have to figure out what I'm going to do with it. And that's what happened with the New York Last Festival act. Wow! Because I had just had just gotten the costume and I hadn't quite put together the act yet, and I was like, oh, I have I have put together now.
0: <laughs> so it, it, it was like, I was just sitting there going like, holy shit. Holy shit. That's my friend. Holy shit. Yes. And I just remember screaming, you better come through. Come on, fam. Like, really excited. And it just. Ticker was here. He So came. many tassels. I just kept saying the tassels. I was like, these tassels. Has- the tassels. Tigger, yeah.
1: Tigger was here for. A wedding and he swung by and hung out with us for a day and I was trying to like work on it and like put, put it together and he was like so what is this and I was trying to tell him my idea I'm like well I have this idea of like the band Dead or Alive and then also Bon Jovi's song Dead or Alive and so it would be like you spin me right round and Bon Jovi's Dead, alive. Sarah, so like, right. Dead or Alive and Dead or Alive and I was like I don't know if anybody's gonna get that But that's my like concept is like, is it? (laughs) No, I got
0: it. I was just thinking, what is the name of that (laughs)
1: band? So I was just going with that. And then I just thought, I was like, okay, so I got this cowboy outfit. I should be spinning everything. Like it's going to go to you spin me right around. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to spin my guns. I'm going to spin tassels. I'm going to spin assholes. I'm going to miss an opportunity if I don't spin (laughs) If, if you, I don't have a, another tassel. And we all were just like... <laughs> it's coming. But, oh. yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of, like, how I do it. And I guess what I, what I know about myself is if I'm going to be sexy, I'm going to be stupid, too. I'm always going to bring the stupid, or I'm always going to try to bring some element of humor or, like, ridiculousness just to, like... Just to bring... I feel like people are more comfortable with that, and I really enjoy. Like I've had a really great experience, even with my name, Maggie Randy, having heterosexual people and all sorts of different types of people be able to like enjoy my performance and not feel like threatened in some weird way, or be like, Ugh, "This is so gay that I can't handle it, and I don't want to be here." It's like that they're like, "Oh my god, that guy just stuck a thing in his butt on stage," and I'm watching and. I normally wouldn't like this, but I think it's really funny like <laughs> so I'm just trying to like I guess I'm trying to like sneak attack people and be like i'm gonna do something out of control, but I like baited you the whole way. I got you to like follow me all the way here, then I'm like ha ha, ha, ha and like, <laughs> the old bait and switch <laughs> then, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna do something stupid, and I'm like, and you're gonna like it, and you're gonna like it and that's kind of where i my biggest fear is every time I make something new is like is it going to work this time? You know what I mean? Like, this is the idea, but is it going to work? Is, are people going right. to is it going to be funny or is it going to read the way I think it'll read? Cause Tigger was like, <laughs> I was trying to tell him about it. He's like, okay. okay.
0: <laughs> Tigger but, is just such a legend.
1: As well. <laughs> but then he saw it there and he was like, Oh my God. He was like, <laughs> So all the things that you were saying when you were performing it, he was like, they were all clicking in my head. And I understand now. And he's like, it worked. And I was like, ah, that made and me feel very, very good.
0: Listen, the moment it started, I was just like, first of all, they said your name and I was like, yeah, it's okay, fam. Yes. And then it started. And I was just like, ah, ah, ah,
1: ah. And I just, I know like, I was like, I lost it <laughs> in the beginning. I'm like pretending like I'm somebody else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know it's you we this is know not it.
1: my type of movement but I'm like here we go I'm a buckaroo cowboy I'm a buckaroo cowboy. <laughs> I'm gonna be like I'm sexy right now
0: I'm a sexy cowboy
1: and then I turn it around later and you're like what is happening
0: <laughs> move over NYC's naked cowboy we're giving you faggoty randy oh my
1: god spinning you right
0: around he's still out there i know it's weird i will admit Times square is Times square is a weird place but he's out there he's still out there but oh my goodness i i don't i I have nothing else to ask they're like what would you oh okay here it is because now i have nothing else to ask but i definitely want you to like tell the people something that like we oh I don't know because I don't know if anyone has been you know in the burlesque world we're having some drama right now with something called red velvet burlesque Um... I mean
1: is that actually drama or is it just like is it just some crazy you know like basically it's like burlesque fishing Whoa. It's, it's probably not even a burlesque person doing it, right? It's
0: probably like somebody nah. being like, "Not nah, someone who did a male review called Hunk-A-Rama. Oh, sorry, it is a real person. Yeah, it's it's like a real person. But, <laughs> but there's but there's no actual shows, right? There's a there's only one show that happened in New York, and uh, that that's it. That's yeah. So it did
1: happen. There was a it show that did
0: happened. it did yeah one show
1: oh one. My God. I'm so behind
0: Oh my God. God, Okay. So for, for,
1: because I was like, you need to catch up. I thought thought it was a joke because I was looking at it and I saw all the cities and I was like,
0: never, that's not going to happen. It got, it got real. real. It got real. The
1: location
0: location for
1: Chicago is like some weird. (laughs) It's like, that's not a place.
0: (laughs) This is how deep it goes. Uh, It, um, how should I put this? The people that run it were commenting on the Facebook post. And insulting people. This is crazy. I'm- <laughs> you all, you'll probably saw, hear this. I'm going to let, let my audience, was... you saw it on Facebook. I'm going to let the audience know right now. Probably every time I do an episode, you will get more and more information regarding this scam that was trying to happen within the burlesque community. That did not involve burlesque performers, but involved burlesque performers. Just know that Fagny Rainey has now discovered that there is more information.
1: There's more. I just was like, oh, I thought it was, I literally thought it was like burlesque fishing. I thought it was being like, just somebody being like, this is red velvet burlesque. We have shows in every city in the country. And they're trying to get people to buy tickets so that. Everybody thought shows it was
0: Cheyenne, or whatever. Shen Yun, what is the thing? Yeah. They're, <laughs> the, the they, thought was, they thought it was that. It's
1: and not. their marketing budget is Facebook.
0: It's Facebook. Uh, <laughs> It, I'm so, just yeah. So they were trying to sell tickets to every city though. Yes. You could buy them, right? You could buy them. And what they do is they, if they sold like up to 30 tickets, then they would scramble to find local burlesque performers to perform.
1: <laughs> but how do you sell tickets
0: for a date? How do you Before sell tickets ready? to perform in the in the Food Lion parking lot? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> they just How had to, to pick a location.
1: You, you just had to,
0: to pick, pick a, a parking spot. This your stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: wow. But is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know about you and the scene and what you want to continue? Actually, you know, what do you want to bring to your art and your striptease in 2022? I want to bring, okay, a couple
1: things. I really want to do bodysuit productions outside of the virtual pandemic world. And so we're going to do that. TBD, look out, <laughs> follow Samson, follow Pinot Noir, follow me, follow Bodysuit, and we'll be we'll we'll have some news soon about that.
0: I'll um, give y'all all that information. Don't y'all worry about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that. I just really want people, um, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bizarre feelings around burlesque and there's a lot like being in the community, it's kind of a lot of drama that doesn't need to be there. And I really, really, really feel like I just want people to understand that it is for everybody. It helps people get over their issues. If somebody's new to burlesque, it really opens a lot of doors that you really didn't imagine them opening for you as far as like your, your person and just getting over certain fears. Sometimes it's just like a, you know, it's taking off your clothes is a weird thing, but then once you do it and you finally put yourself out there in that way, it kind of helps a lot of people move through different aspects of their life. And so it's just a powerful art form. And I wanted to just stay that way and let everybody know that it is for everybody. And the only thing that ever matters, hands down, was it a good performance? None of the rest of it matters. None of the rest of it matters at all. It doesn't matter who you are, what your body type is, how you feel about your body, how what color your skin is. Every, like what your gender orientation is. It literally is for everybody. And it's so great and fun to see every single type of person be represented out there doing it. And it feels like the future of burlesque has just become more and more being able to see that and see people open up and more people realize that it is for them
0: and uh-huh. doing it.
1: And it's it makes me so, so happy. So if you feel like doing it, you should just... Rip off the band-aid and do it. Or, you know, talk to people that you know that do it and see how you can start or like take a class or, you know, support somebody else who's who's teaching and go just, you know, do a 100 101 if there's a burlesque
0: 101 near you. But I give it a go. Thank give you for go. saying that. Like it is for everybody in such a great way to like. Begin the new year because we're always trying to figure out like, what should we do now this year? You know, new hobbies, new things, new fears to, to conquer. And that, when I say I have the chills, or you just saying it is for everybody, I'm just like, it is. it's literally for <laughs> everybody. Right.
1: Actually, I feel like burlesque is the number one double finger to everybody <laughs> in society and the world that we live in. Yes. That's what we can and can't do with our bodies and so like we are doing the maximum amount that is legal for us to do with our bodies and putting it out on stage in front of a bunch of people and it's i mean my heroes completely vary in body shapes and sizes in gender orientations and like i have there's just so many people who i'm just like blown away by and it's just like a magnitude of different types of people. So it's like definitely for everybody. And I am so happy that um, there's different bodies and different people out there doing it because it's like people need to see that it is for everybody. Sometimes it takes is just somebody being able to see somebody that they identify with doing it. And it's so empowering for them. Even just like if if people aren't going to end up doing burlesque, you know, but just to be able to see another body or somebody that represents them or that they identify with out there. It's super important. So I love seeing everybody do it. I love all the performers that are out there killing it, and when people are just doing their own thing, and that's the best part about it, too, is it's completely you know, it's like the baseline is take off your clothes and tease people a little bit. That's it. and then you can That's do it. Whatever the fuck else you want to do.: Just entertain them. Mm-hmm.
0: Just entertain them. That's do it. Yourself. Yeah. I love it.:
1: It's good. And it's-
0: oh, thank you so much for joining me today. I am just, thanks for having pleased me. Is pie. I was just like, all righty, I'm about to do this interview. This is my first one of the year. And what better person to interview than the person I always search out at events because I can find them easily. And I know that's where the fun is. <laughs> It's my love.
1: Something stupid.
0: We're going to do something stupid. We're going to crack a joke. We're Mm going to just have a good time on the dance floor. And we're also going to give, we always have the biggest love fest with each other. And that's the best. You know, I see you and Pino and Samson and Margo and everyone else that we have like hung out with and intermingle with virtually and in person it you know it's a family reunion i will say what the funk fest was the best family reunion and i'm so glad that you were there fam i'm so
1: (laughs) glad you were there too
0: yes well
1: it is like it's a community it's a community there's but there's also in the grander community i i just just know for people out there who are just thinking about also like if you're looking for something to find community in, you will find a community in burlesque there will also be part of the grander community that you don't identify with and that you don't work well with or whatever but that's fine it's like not everybody's for everybody and there's definitely a huge I feel like that's what we're all doing I feel like that's what you're doing yeah that's what all of us who are feeling like like family, all of us that are like, oh my God, love you. Love you. Love you.
0: I love you. you. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, it's, I feel like that's kind of been part of like body suits mission too. has been like, let's just find those people who are just genuine that are just doing their thing that need to be out there that need to be seen and recognized and be a part of this. Like, you know, that just give out good vibes. And that's, I feel like there's so many of us out there that are just, good vibes and every time we run into each other it's like yeah
0: yeah i will admit every time like every time still at what the funk fest y'all i went to y'all i knew where y'all table were at with that and that's why i would i was like i'm gonna fuck with my fam real quick (laughs) but i just i just thank you so much for being such a support system for not only me but others out there, and thank you so much. I just, Thanks I just love you.
1: Me. Oh, well, I was so excited to do it. I was excited that you emailed me back and said,
0: "Yeah, you want to do it." Yes. I was like, "You want to do this? Come on, come on through, baby." Well, I thank didn't know.
1: I've like put, I oh. was like,
0: "But I was like, I'd do it. I'd do it."
1: And then I forgot. <laughs> and then you were like,
0: "It's time." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I had to. I personally had to uh, take a break uh, from everything." But oh. I also did not expect sixty people to apply. And See? I had to go through a whole list, and so I'm still plowing through it. But I am so thankful and honored and blessed that people were just like, "Yeah, I want to sit down and talk to you. You're weird. I am weird. <laughs> I'm weird. And that's what and that's what attracts us together. <laughs> My weird sees your weird and weird. says. Let's be weird together. (laughs) Yes. Well, my love, thank you so much. And uh, that's about it. Say goodbye to the audience, Randy. Bye, guys. Here is your auntie's tip. Remove things in your life that no longer serve you. It could be a person, place, thing, or feeling. Whatever will make you free. And that's on period. Network.